Okay. Hi, Alex. Hi, hi, Mitch. How you doing, man? We're in Japan. We're going to have a beer together. We're all going to have a beer. Cheers. What's up, bro? What's up, what are you bro? drinking? So I'm drinking Asahi Super Dry. Okay, lovely. Which is, this is like the Bud Light of Japan. That is the Japanese beer, right? It's my favorite beer. What are you drinking? I'm drinking uh, Rainbows and Unicorns. Well, that's not a very Japanese beer. <laughs> I don't know what this is. I don't even know where it's from. Well, cheers, bro. Let's get drunk. Well, cheers, dude. So we're here today, guys, to get drunk. Mm-hmm. And also to answer any of you guys' questions nice. about Japan, if you have any questions about Japan, as qualified Japanese people. Experts. Well, I'm a, I'm a quarter Japanese. You are, even though you don't look it <laughs> at all. This blonde hair is absolutely real. Uh, yeah. It's real. It it's, looks real. It's really, really bleached is what yeah. it is. It's really, really bleached. Yeah. So, uh, Alex, so for our audience of how many people are watching this graph? Uh, we have 14 people watching right now. And 14 people. Uh, if you guys have any questions for us about living in Japan, uh, myself, I'm Mitch. This is Alex. We live in Japan. Uh, we are broadcasting live from Japan right now. So, uh, so, so what are our questions, Josh? All right. Our first question is from our uh, patron, Jen, yeah. mm -hmm. who asks, why Kagoshima? Was it just by chance or did something draw you here? Let's, let's, I'll throw that to Alex because you came here first. I did. I came here, what, 16 years ago, I think. Yeah. So I've been living here for 16 years, yeah. And for me, totally chance, man. I came on a jet program, so it was an ALT at first. Mm -hmm. um, and I kind of wanted to go somewhere that wasn't Tokyo. So I thought maybe Kyushu and asked for Fukuoka and this is where they sent me. So Fukuoka is like, you know, a four hour drive from here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I had no idea what Kagoshima was, man. I mean, searched for it on the internet. Back then, you used to get like a Wikipedia page with, you know, Sakurajima, the volcano at the top of it. Wait, wait, 16 years ago. So that was like 1983. Fuck when was that? <laughs> Jesus Christ, man. That was 2005. Oh, wow. I came in 2007. 2007, yeah, yeah I remember. Yeah. 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 Awful. Yeah, but, but you're right. I got placed in Kagoshima on the jet program as well. Mm. And when I searched for Kagoshima, like it was a Wikipedia uh, article I think had two sentences that weren't very great English sentences with a picture of Sakurajima, the volcano, yeah. and then that's it. It was just like, there is an active volcano here. They're like, be careful. And yeah. I was like, all right, guys, going to Japan. See ya, everybody. So I was like imagining just like a, a small beachside town mm -hmm. with like a beach mm -hmm. and, you know, a volcano. Mm -hmm. And when I came here, it's quite a big city. So I was really surprised, there's, pleasantly surprised. There's like 300,000 people here. And I don't know, I'm from Vegas. So we have like 2 million people in the, the greater Vegas area. So it's not, it doesn't seem like that big, but there's, you know, it's a, a proper city. Yeah, yeah. Concrete and everything, trams. Well, for England, this is a big city. I've or never, a big-ish city, right? I've never been to England. I do know a little bit about your hometown. I watched mm. a documentary. Excellent. It's about a drag queen. Yes. I forgot the name of it. Yeah. What's it? Uh, something about Jamie or something so, like that. Everybody right? Loves Jamie or something like that. I don't remember. It's on Amazon Prime or something like that. That's it's, quite a good movie. Actually. You're from Sheffield, right? Sheffield, man. Yeah, Sheffield. Sheffield Northern England. And what do you do here? Now you're not a jet anymore, right? Because you only be a jet for what five years. You Okay, so you did the whole five years. I did five years on I jet. I did one year, said, fuck you, jet program, and did my own thing after yeah, that. Yeah, you yeah, did yeah. five years. Yeah, but I was occupied with cultural pursuits. You mean you had kids? Yeah. <laughs> I had kids. And it was an easy job that paid the bills. Yeah, so you just like show up to work, don't really do anything, and yeah. then study Japanese every day, right? Study Japanese every day, did all the Japanese culture stuff. And you get paid well. Yeah, you get paid pretty I mean, well if you, for doing nothing. Yeah, if you compare... <laughs> Like Rude. if you're at ALT and you're watching this, we love you. We're just we just shit on the program, not on the ALTs. You know, ALTs that come here are mostly talented people that are just underused by yeah, the, yeah. by the Absolutely. by the jet program. Mm. But you 
know, it's low responsibility and compared to the actual, you know, the other people in the, in the, where you're living, you get paid relatively well. Yeah. Yeah. So mm-hmm. you can tell, definitely support a family on the, the ALT salary. Yeah, absolutely, man. Especially in the regions of Japan, yeah. you know, and it's a good chance to kind of learn about the culture and find out what's going on here. So, I mean, like it's easy to slag off ALTs and shit like that, but really it's a good, good program to come on if you're interested in Japan. You yeah. want to find out about I it, you know? So that's the thing is like when I was an ALT, right, for the year I was an ALT, like I was with a bunch of other ALTs the entire time. I didn't really get into the culture too much, mm-hmm. but I just remember feeling ostracized at work. Like it's like every day I'd go there, like, I, you know, I went to school for six years. I was super ready to go. Like I had all these ideas and I'd go to work every day and they'd just be like, shut the fuck up, sit in your corner <laughs> yeah. and be good. And I was yeah. just like, what, what am I doing here? Yeah. Oh, we have oh, other cool. questions. All right. Sweet. Throw it at us. Yeah, we have a question on Reddit from Depressed Pop. Hey, what's up? Uh, why is there a ton of snacks in front of you? Oh, so we're gonna eat. We're gonna get drunk and eat these. These are all Japanese snacks that I got from a place called Don Quixote. Isn't Don Quixote is a, a, a story about a guy who's chasing windmills, right? He's, yeah, he's like a crazy Person. Spanish guy. Yeah, he wanted yeah. to like become a hero, and for whatever reason, some Japanese businessman thought that that would be the perfect name for like a what would you call a Don Quixote? Like Don a big, Quixote is like a it's what like is a Walmart. It? It's basically a Walmart. It's Walmart that sells dildos. Yeah, well. dildos and uh, and uh, uh, what are they called? Tenga. Yeah, Tenga masturbation. Aids. Tenga. Did you know that they have a large size Tenga? And do you know what the name of it is? No. It's called Tenga US. Really? <laughs> I'm no, not kidding. Okay. I'm not kidding. So, it's funny because the, the large size condoms in Japan as well are called what they're called. They, they have they big, have big, big boy, boy, big boy, that's and it's it. got a picture of a horse on it. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. they have really big boy, and yeah. that has a picture of an elephant on it. Does it? Yeah. Shit, and no both way. of them are colored black. Really? Yeah. Wow. Just you know, keep going with that, guys. <laughs> Where are we heading with this? So these were supposed to make everything look a bit more Japanese because yeah, we I were think, thinking like, you know, is yeah. it going to look Japanese enough? Because well, we're in my office at the moment, actually. Yeah, we're in your office, your studio office. And then I was thinking like, how do people know we're in Japan? Because we're two white boys just sitting in front of the camera with microphones. And he was like, so I had some ideas, right? First, I said, let's dress in kimono. He said that that was racist or something. I, I don't didn't remember. say it was racist. He, 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 couldn't he, be bothered. he said no. And I said, let's cook nabe because like, you know, we could like put it in front of us. and We could like yeah. eat while we're talking. And he's like, no. Mm-hmm. And then his idea was instead of the quiet things it, to, to, to do this. This was his idea. But this is cheap and easy to clean up. So that's why I was thinking. Yeah, well, I don't know. I went, I went to Don Quixote to buy all this stuff, right? And I don't do snack food, so I didn't know what to get. So I mainly just bought alcohol and then whatever was near the alcohol. Right, okay. Just so what have we got here anyway? We've got big bag shio chips. So shio is salt, right? Like potato chips in Japan are crisps, as we call them. They don't what, what? come in reasonable sized packets, right? Because in England, you have a packet of crisps for one person. But in Japan, like it's either this size or you know, ludicrously small. So, okay, let's just talk about that. When you say ludicrously small, the package is actually not that bit bad, mm-hmm. but it's just filled with only air. Yeah, yeah. You open it, there's only four potato chips in yeah, there. And yeah. you're like, what is this for? And then, I don't know. It's it's for kids, right? Maybe. Well, I'm from America, so we have like the super mondo jumbo size from Costco. Mm-hmm. So you open it and they go stale before you can finish them. Yeah. yeah it's yeah. perfect. Huh. Well, so actually the best snack here, I would say, is this right here. If you guys go uh, to an yeah. Asian market, Maybe wherever so. you're from, yeah. make sure you pick these up because these go perfectly with beer. They do. They're, they're, yeah. they're uh, shrimp flavored. Uh, I don't know what you call these, like puffed fries. Puffed corn. I don't know. They're yeah. perfect. They like they're they're not a lot of calories, and when you eat them, they kind of disappear. Yeah, 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 yeah. These things are horrible. Karubi. I really hate, I hate these things jagariko i don't even know what those are i yeah. just i just i saw that there was a lot of them and i I'm got into them that. 
Josh is like literally uh, that's Josh, by the way. He's he's like the the if you ever watch the Joe Rogan podcast, he's the Jamie of our podcast. He sits back and Google shit and uh, he's about as good as Jamie. Yeah, it's font of all knowledge. He, and he's got his, his exactly the same amount of money as Jamie, too. He drives a Tesla like Jamie, lives in a big baller house. Does he? No. I've never <laughs> been to Josh's house. We're, so no, we're nowhere near the size of a Joe Rogan <laughs> podcast, man. Sorry, Josh, what's the question? Uh, another question from our patron asking, what do you love about Kagoshima and what do you think the area has that other places may lack? Well, we have a giant volcano. Yeah, that's true. So what do I love about Kagoshima? I don't, for me, it's like the size of the city is just right. Like you can walk across it. You can find a nice bar with people you know yeah. a lot of the time. And they're all really welcoming and friendly. Can I underscore that before you move on? The the pedestrian lifestyle here. So from Vegas, we either drive or we're like, you know, being shuffled around by a limo. Mm-hmm. But literally the pedestrian lifestyle here, like you said, well, there's a downtown drinking area where you go out with your friends. This is obviously pre-pandemic. You go out with your friends and you go to a bar somewhere and then you go, let's just go to this other bar that everybody always goes to. You just walk there. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And on the way, you find like 10 other people that you you know, you kind of ball, snowball together, become a bigger group and everybody's just like drinking and hanging out. It's great. And it's late as well, Kagoshima. Like Tokyo, you go out drinking. And it's like last train. Everybody's checking the time for the last train because it's so expensive to go across the city, right? In a taxi or whatever. What are you um, talking about? They start off at like 300 yen, right? Yeah, yeah. That's why they're so cheap, right? <laughs> yeah. And then skyrocket. Yeah, <laughs> like the, the curve on them is like this. Yeah. So, I mean, that's a good thing about here is if you, even if you go drinking, a taxi for me to go home is like 3,000 yen. Um, and that's pretty far. Yeah, you do live on the moon. Like the other day when we were going to your house for Christmas, I was just like, we're still in the taxi cab. And I was just like, are we still in Kagoshima? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, City boy. but it, 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 you're, you're right though. Like it's it's late one. Like Tokyo closes at 1 a.m. Uh, Osaka will close in the morning. Guys, if you ever get a chance to go to Osaka, there's something you should do. Go to the dancing clubs and just like drink until six o'clock in the morning when the ramen place is open for people going home in the morning. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. they are specifically open for your drunk ass to stand up and eat ramen right before you mosey on home drunk. That's the best in Osaka. And also the uh, water content in the ramen is a bit uh, hydrating, isn't it? There's salt, <laughs> the salt in there as well. The yeah. electrolytes. Yeah, yeah, you need that. So in Kagoshima, in other places in Japan, it, it, you know, they usually uh, close down pretty early. But in Kagoshima, they, there's a drinking culture here that's like really, really embedded in the soul of people here. So mm. people drink until, you know, four or five o'clock in the morning sure. sometimes. So, I mean... Food wise as well, yeah, Food's really good. It's Great. cheap as fuck, man. Yeah, it's cheap, yeah, it's so cheap. You can get blitzed and have a, a seven course meal for thirty five bucks. Yeah, and and there's no tip. That's mm-hmm. the other thing. There's no tip in Japan, guys. You just you just you tip them by going, good job, everybody. Not much of a seating charge either, actually. Really, only if you go to a bar, right? Yeah, not in izakai. If you get a course, you get uh, ah no mi hodai. All you can drink, man. Yeah. All you can drink. It's a challenge. Two they, hours. They wouldn't have this in England. <laughs> they people, wouldn't have this in people, Vegas. People would be dying. You know You know what I mean? On the street. My dad came to Kagoshima and he did like a Nomi Hodai with us. And he was like, is it really all you can drink? And you're and like, like, yes. Yeah. And he just downed a pint of beer like that. And he went one more to the person. They stopped coming to the table. You know how in like in like uh, Western countries, you have like like uh, um, unlimited data on your phone, but it's not really unlimited. It's like it actually has a limit. Yeah. yeah. Nomi Hodai is actually all you can drink. As long as you can get the attention of the waiter or the waitress, they keep bringing you drinks. You can just keep drinking. But they will start to move away from you eventually <laughs> and not come. 
I mean, I, I had a, a friend of mine who came over here from England and he was like, um, I'll have a vodka, please. And mm-hmm. they were like, okay, do you want a big one or a small one? He goes, I'll have a pint of vodka. <laughs> I'll have a... They, they actually poured it out. He didn't drink it, but... You so, know. so so what they've started doing now in some of the izakayas here is they give you a one liter. Uh, like, like this is called jokki, right? Uh, what is this? Like a beer stein yeah, mug, mug, whatever yeah. this is called. Mm-hmm. So this, they'll give you one liter of beer because they don't want to be bothered to come back to your fucking table. So yeah, like, yeah. here's your liter of beer, sir. And then when we went to this other place called Miracle Chicken Wings, Kiseki no Tebosaki, that place gives you a pitcher of beer. Yeah, the yeah, plastic, yeah. the pour spout pitcher, you just drink directly from it. Straight out of that, yeah. It's amazing. What else is good, man? I like onsen. I do like onsen. Can you explain it's, what onsen is for those who don't know? Onsen is a hot spring, yeah. natural hot spring bath. So there's loads in Kagoshima because of the underground magma. Yeah. Obviously a volcanic area. The seismic activity and yeah. all that here. So that's really nice if you like to go and chill out with naked old men, which is one of my hobbies. Honestly, uh, what's better than chilling out with naked old men? And then what else have we got? You know, nature. Nature. We've got, we've got excellent like marine sports and uh, hiking and everything. We've got also islands here that you can go to that are just a hop, skip away. Mm-hmm. And like every island is completely different. If you guys have seen the, the, the Ghibli movie uh, Princess Mononoke, mm-hmm. the setting of that movie is actually set on an island here called Yakushima, which you can ferry there in about 20, uh, sorry, in an hour on the hydrofoil. It's a bit more than that. It's about an hour and 40. I think it's on the hydrofoil. It's only about an hour. No, it's what, more. But it's around an, what, two, under two hours. You can fly in 20 minutes. Yeah, and, and you can take a big, big, uh, um, what you call it, ferry there, even uh, slower, but you can take a car. Mm-hmm. And then once you get there, it's literally like Princess Mononoke. But uh, to continue, like we we have Yakushima, which is like uh, Princess Mononoke Forest, mm-hmm. um, and it's just absolutely stunning. You go there; they say that the 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 air is like magical, right? Oh, it's lovely. Yeah, I mean, there's deers, monkeys running around. Yakushima the monkeys, the road, right? You know? yeah. Horrible things. Don't go close to them. Horrible things. They like seriously. They... Is there an animal that you like? Um, dogs. Dogs. Don't like Oscar. Cats. You like your dog. I Oscar. like my dog Oscar, but yeah. Monkeys, they look cute from a distance, but mm. if you go close to them, it's all fangs and, you know, tearing your face off. So Is that is that is that how that works? Yeah. Just don't <laughs> go close to the monkeys. But Yakushima's lovely, man. It's a great hike as well through the mossy forests. I mean, it's just amazing. Like, I can't ex- like explain to you guys how green and beautiful Yakushima is. Yeah. It's just so amazing. And yeah, then you've got to see it, man. Then you get on another plane, you go to Amami Yoshima. It's like it's like almost tropical there. It's subtropical, I think technically, but it's subtropical, like but yeah. it's like like emerald beaches and it's just amazing. Yeah, beautiful white sand. And yeah. then you go a little bit south uh further south and you go to Yoron, Yoronto. Yeah, yeah. And like that's uh, oh my god, they have like the they have the beach that goes out for for kilometers that's very very shallow water. Oh, uh, Yurigahama. Right, right. Yeah, so yeah. when the when the tide comes in, it gets all blue or green and then when the tide goes out, it's like the the waves in the sand. That's yeah. oh, amazing. Sandbar type thing going on. Yeah, yeah. So this anyway, to answer the question, Kagoshima is great. Actually, there's loads of islands I've never been to. There's a, there's a couple that blow up every now and then, you know, they're yeah. volcanoes. So yeah, they, yeah. you know, you would have, haven't like, been yeah. there. Yeah. But there's a, a load of other tiny little ones closer to the mainland, which I, I've never even been to. I want to go to Kaijima. Yeah, yeah. Next to uh, Amami Yoshima, just because uh, I, I have a friend who's from there. And she says that they put a traffic light on the island just so the people can learn how to use a traffic, traffic light. <laughs> Seriously? Yeah, yeah. There's only one road, isn't o- there? Only around one there. loop yeah. around yeah. the island. And yeah. there's a traffic light on it for no reason other than to teach people how to stop. What well, it is, right. And then the other thing that I really, really want to do is the bus. The bus apparently has no stops. So you just stop wherever you want. You just go, here's good. Yeah, you tell the driver, like, here and they're like okay and you get off and they continue on their donut around the island i would like to go to mishimamura 
Do you know where that is? No. It's quite close to Kagoshima. It's one of the closer islands, but the sea around it's all yellow. What? It's actually yellow because of the, the you know, sulfur in the really? water from the volcano. Yeah. And you can actually climb to the top of the volcano if you wear a gas mask because of the poisonous gas that's coming out of it. Oh, this is definitely what I want to do. do a hike into it. I'd really want to do that for some reason. I don't uh, know why. You know, let's just talk a little bit about the volcanoes in this region. Uh, probably if you guys are watching, as you might know about uh, abroad in Japan, Chris Broad. Mm -hmm. He, we met him, the, you know, a couple of times and he really good guy. He made this song that topped like the billboard charts. <laughs> yeah. It's called Too Much Volcano. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's because specifically he came to Kyushu. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was just like, there's too many volcanoes here. <laughs> yeah. And uh, Natsuki, his uh, friend, his, yeah, yeah, yeah. his surname is Aso, apparently, right? Not a question, but a Reddit comment from Lady EF says, I've seen the onsen monkeys, and let's just say they also pleasure themselves. Oh, my God. You so know. I think what she's talking about is Hokkaido, where they it's, have like the snow monkeys in the onsen water. It's not Hokkaido. I think it's Akita. Maybe it's Akita, but it's yeah. north. It's way yeah, north of where Japan. we are. Yeah, yeah. And um, yeah. I mean, instead of that, you just have to pleasure yourself. In front of them, challenge them. Yeah. Stare them right in the eye Stare as well. Them down, <laughs> and maybe they'll come in and join you. It's possible. So we, we, we used to do live episodes of the podcast, but every time we did that, like Alex felt it was like a challenge to be vulgar. <laughs> and, and then he would tell me like after we'd finished the show, he's like, he's like, I feel like it's like I have Tourette's. Like every time we go live, I just like. I can't help myself. Yeah. yeah, there's no filter. There's no filter, which is fine because we're on Reddit right now. So Reddit's no filter. Well, this is ephemeral. It's not going to last, is it? So it's all good. Josh, if you have new questions, just put up your hand and like, we'll continue. Okay, all right, Josh. Go ahead. Another one from our Patreon. If you could change one thing about Japan, what would it be? I'd make them speak English. <laughs> like, I'm, 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 not, I'm just being a jerk, but I'm just saying like, the, the only thing that I don't like about Japan is when I'm dealing with, I, so I'm a double business. I have two businesses, so I'm business owner. Whenever I'm doing something and I want to like explain a really complicated thing in Japanese, I always feel like I'm limited by my language yeah. skills. Mm. It's my problem. It's not Japan's problem. But. No, there is a lot of that. I mean, even if you speak Japanese really well, there's still like a big cultural divide. Yeah, and getting yeah. exactly what you want to say across takes a lot more effort than it should do. So yeah, this so. is just for those t tuning in. I've been here for well over a decade, almost 15 years. You've been here for 15, over 15 years. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, like we, we we both speak the language. We're ingrained in the culture. You do martial arts and work for an 850 year old company. Mm. Um, but yeah, sometimes the nuance is just like you screw up. Yeah, no, it's very, very hard to get what you want to say across in, in business context as well, especially. But yeah, I'd probably change, I don't know, work culture a little bit, make really? it a bit more open. You're like the freest person at your 800,000 year old company. Not, not me, everybody else. <laughs> like, no, in a good way, you know, okay. so just to give people a bit more uh, empowerment to be able to do what they want to do yeah. or try things out. Because at the moment, it's very top down. So if you want to try something new, you've got to get permission. Yeah. And if there's no previous example of that thing working, it's very, very hard to Risk get Risk adverse to... culture. Yeah, yeah. In a lot of ways. And that kind of makes sense considering, you know, you've got typhoons, you've got volcanoes, I earthquakes. Would say, I would say more than know. that. It's the apprenticeship uh, model where, you know, you have your master who teaches a skill to the apprentice mm -hmm. and they continuously hone in, hone in and get better and better and better at their skill. And then eventually they get to the master level where they don't make mistakes anymore it's mm. kind of ingrained in the culture right it's true yeah. whereas silicon valley or maybe other parts of the west is like move fast and break things yeah, yeah. you know and it's like well, if you screw up who cares it's not the end of the world iterate and do it again there's some things where that works at the japanese model where you're going through obviously you wouldn't want to do that in the airline industry if you're going through like um you know a hobby or something like that or a process where you want to 
um, perfect things over a long time, it works. Mm -hmm. But if it's like a job where you've got to get your results quickly, yeah. you know, it's not so effective. So I'd probably change that culture mm. a little bit if I was able to change Japan. From Mike's big big time staff, uh, are Mike's you guys... Mike's big time staff? Hello. Wait, wait, is that staff like employees or like staff like he's like, we need to know something about Mike? <laughs> yes. Okay. Yes. yes. <laughs> Both. Are you guys in Japan or did you buy a Japanese snack box? Ooh. We're in Japan. We're in Japan. Literally in Japan. What time is it right now? It is 9.58 p.m. Japanese standard time. Where in Japan are you? Kagoshima. South of, south of, south of, south. The south of Kyushu. So I always, I always, okay, tell me if I'm right on this. I always tell my friends, they're like, so where in Japan do you live? I'm like, think about Texas, mm -hmm. but the Japanese Texas. Is that wrong? That makes no sense to me whatsoever. <laughs> but I don't know anything about Texas either. So I just tell people Tokyo. Yeah. Not there. <laughs> um, and not Hokkaido. So the other side. So when the big Tohoku earthquake happened in, in, in uh, uh, when was that? Uh, 2013, was it? Sanichi uh, uh March 11th, okay? Mm -hmm. So when they when they had that big earthquake, all of my friends were like calling me up to like, oh my God, are you okay? I'm like, dude, I'm like worlds away yeah, from Tokyo. Yeah, yeah. Like long com way. Completely unaffected. We had a little bit of a tsunami here from that and it was literally, I think, 50 centimeters. I mean, Japan's bigger than people imagine, right? It's long. Yeah, it's long. It's t twice the size of the UK, you know. Is it in, in, in area or in length? Area. Isn't the UK at the same uh, latitude as Hokkaido? It is. Yeah, yeah. It's all weird. It's weird, isn't it? Because it's not cold. Yeah. Not well comparatively. Well, your attitude is cold to yeah. you know people. You're not very friendly. Oh, shut up. <laughs> I am quite friendly. It's a little factoid about Alex over here. He actually, he does a, a, a martial art called Jigenyu, which is, um, actually, I'm going to let you touch that. You, you explain that. I don't want to, um, I don't want to get beat up for doing this wrong. Uh, it's a traditional Japanese swordsmanship. Style of swordsmanship. It's like 400 years old. You actually uh, did a, an exhibition in front of the crown prince. Yeah. Now the, the present emperor. Yeah. 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 So there was like a, this thing called uh, Kokubunsai in mm -hmm. Kagoshima. Mm -hmm. Um Kokumin Bunkasai, which is like a people's culture festival, basically. It's once a year in a different prefecture each year. Mm -hmm. And the year it came to Kagoshima, um, we did Jigenyu for the emperor, or then the crown prince. So, um, wait, wait, wait. So, can I ask you a question? So, when you do this, mm -hmm. like, I'm thinking like all the weeaboos on like 4chan and stuff like that are just looking at you like, he's living the dream. <laughs> Not really. <laughs> is that, Not is really. That, is, that, is that like the, is that, that the response I don't got? think that's their dream. It's a different dream they've got. Um, Depends on what part of 4chan you go to. Funny thing is, that before, before, when the uh, crown prince came, you're not supposed to look down on him when he arrives. So everybody on the second floor of the building had to go to the first floor. And the second floor was all taken over by security. Because okay. obviously it's an angle for snipers or whatever or something oh, like okay. that. Yeah. So from a security perspective. And the security team are like these scary looking dudes with like black suits are on they, can you just say yakuza are they yakuza no they're not yakuza um they're like police but <laughs> um they've all armed obviously and they've got their own little room to chill out in and you see the day before we had to do a rehearsal and the day before that room was used for coffee for people rehearsing so okay you could go and have a coffee there yeah and on the day i just assumed that the coffee would still be there so i walked oh, so, in so, so your goal was coffee yeah but so i walked in and there was a room full of security staff and as soon as I walked in the room in my kimono and everything like that, hands went to ears like this. <laughs> and they all stood up with, you know, their arms going into the jackets and shit like oh, that. Oh, so they're going for their weapons. Yeah. And then this guy walks up to me and pushes me in the chest out of the door. 
Okay. And then shouts at me in Japanese in the corridor, like, get out of here, what are you doing here? Or at like at that. what point did you unsheave your sword and like battle him to the death? No, that would have been death, immediate <laughs> death. So I went outside and I was like, oh shit, what have I done? And then this other guy came out and brought me a coffee <laughs> in a paper cup and he just goes, there you go. <laughs> How have I known? I've known you for the closer to a decade. I've never heard this fucking story before. No, I shit myself. Oh my God. That's amazing. I would be telling that at every drinks party. So yeah, the the security of the um, Imperial household is quite stringent. Didn't they rent out the entire hotel on the mountain here when when the the emperor came? I don't know if it's the the whole one. It wasn't even the emperor. It was like the emperor's son or something. Yeah, yeah, I think it was the top two floors or something like that. They they don't fuck around, guys. They do not screw up. Wasn't one of your friends arrested for like like the skinny dipping in like the imperial lake or something that wasn't my friend that was not my friend that was just some dude it was on the news a couple of years but it ago. looked like your friend right he looked a bit like a friend of mine so i emailed a photo of it to my friend and he was really angry at me after that but oh, so it wasn't him probably yeah, definitely definitely wasn't him okay mm. all right josh sorry um we have a question that says what's your favorite country to travel to but Keep it on the topic of Japan. I'll also ask, where is your favorite prefecture to travel to? Oh, all right. Well, Alex, you can take that. Um, favorite prefecture. I don't know. I travel a lot for work, so I go mm. to lots of places. Um, I like Shikoku. Recently, I'm into Shikoku a lot. Mm. So Kochi prefecture is nice. Tokushima as well. I like um, some cool people down there. It's a bit like off the beaten track, so it's really in the country. Um, but just the people are really nice and there's like a strong kind of Buddhist culture there because mm. of the Ohenro, you know, the pilgrimage route. So yeah, I'm really into Shikoku at the moment. And as far as other countries are concerned, I don't know, man, like Europe, I like a lot. I'd love to go to Morocco. Never been there. So, okay, sorry. Alex, when you travel, because your your industry is travel, okay? Yeah. What do you look for? So I'm from Vegas, right? What I want, I want cheap booze, fun and uh, entertainment. And like, I want to get like, just smash and have a great time. Well, travel's been ruined for me forever. Because I work in travel. So every time you go on a trip somewhere, you're looking at like, because basically I'm in the attractions business. You're looking at how many people work on the entranceway, Mm -hmm. entrance prices, parking spaces, Mm -hmm. you know, signage. Mm -hmm. That's everything I'm looking at all the time. Mm -hmm. So I can't really enjoy a trip anywhere anymore. Oh, so, um, so, so it's like, so for you, you're analyzing the quality of the product the, the entire experience, time. Yeah. Oh God. How good is the experience? Yeah. Um, but I suppose I like city breaks, you know, and going to bars in the evening. I like nightlife a lot. So I like going to little dive bars and things like that and meeting local people. Um, I've always enjoyed doing that. I mean, once I went to New York and like I was with my, my ex-girlfriend, it was a long time ago. And um, she didn't Ex-girlfriend, wanna... you're married, man. Don't talk about that. that I'm sorry. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. She was, um, what's it called? Um, she didn't want to go out. Hot? Was, was she hot? Yeah, she's hot, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she's hot, man. She was uh, jet lagged, so she didn't want to go out. So I went out on my own. Okay. And I just found, I heard that in New York, if you find people smoking outside, yeah. it's that probably a good you, bar. Oh. If there's no sign or anything like that. Oh, you mean like it's like a, like a private like kind a of private secret, little secret place, place or something okay. like that. And I, I found that. one no. in Brooklyn, maybe? I don't know, man. I don't really know New York. I just can't long. see you doing well in New York, but continue. No, it's fun, man. Okay. And uh, I went in there and made some friends. We went out drinking. Got back about 3 a.m., shit-faced. Uh, went into the room, but I'd forgot that we'd moved the room because it kind of smelled a bit of something, something wrong with it. And okay. where the toilet was before, now my suitcase was placed. So I unfortunately um, unloaded in my suitcase. 
When you say unloaded, mm. there's a there's different areas of unloading. It was a number what, urine. <laughs> it was a number urine. Number one, yeah. Is that a number one or a number two? I don't well, know. in Japan, uh, if you're peeing, it's show as in small. Yeah. And if you're pooping, it's die as in big. It was a show, yeah, unfortunately. <laughs> so that relationship didn't last. <laughs> Dude, uh, I actually have, this has, sorry, nothing to do with Japan, but like, uh, I went to visit a friend, let's just call her a friend and, uh, in America and like, I got shit fucking faced mm-hmm. and we went back to her apartment and like, I, re- I don't remember anything, but like I got up to go pee in what I thought was a toilet, but mm-hmm. it was her closet. <laughs> and she goes, Mitch, what are you doing? And I'm like, I'm peeing in the toilet. Shut up. <laughs> and she's like, that's not the toilet. And she like, apparently came over to me and just pinched the hose for me oh my gosh. and walked me over to the toilet and then like let let it go that's very kind though yeah she was very good she's just she an awesome person thrown something at you awesome oh. person well she didn't want me to pee in her closet uh, where would you like to go on holiday uh in japan i actually want to go to the oh i can't remember the name of it the nantukashima gun gun what's it the, the gunkanjima gunkanjima the fucking in hiroshima right yeah, yeah yeah the crazy if you guys don't know about this it's like it used to be like the the largest populated densely populated island in the uh area in the world mm-hmm. during before world war ii it's like a coal mine or something like that yeah, yeah, yeah. and it's like an island and they have like layers upon layers of like all of these abandoned buildings and everything above the coal mines it's actually completely dangerous to go there uh, but you can ferry, you can charter some uh, people who will go and like tour you around that area. But I totally want to check that out. I'd like to go there. I've never been actually. I, it was in Bond as well. One of the Bond it's movies. Super post-apocalyptic. Yeah, yeah. Because they used to have like all the families of the miners and every, everything there. And like these incredibly high quality community centers and everything. Yeah, yeah. And then they like it ran out of coal and they're just like, fuck this place and just left. Left it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I'd like to go there actually. Never yeah, been. it's it's kind of yeah. like when you see like video of like old, like really immac- used to be immaculate buildings in Detroit that are just like like left to waste mm-hmm. it's the same thing but on a tiny little island that could be the set of a zombie apocalypse it's kind movie. of like this place a little bit <laughs> so let's talk about where we are uh we're in uh alex's studio uh mm-hmm. and it's a building that honestly is probably going to fall over or it's fall not down gonna fall over it's, it's a thousand years old and it the rent is like 400 dollars a month for per unit but you can do whatever you want with it yeah so you spent thousands like designing the interior and buying a stupid print um shut up and how much, how much does your lights cost your smart lights oh, i don't know too much <laughs> but it's actually a really cool place and this is uh alex does two jobs he's one uh again he, he's the pr ton uh tanto uh the, the person. Bo- person boss of <laughs> boss of uh pr at uh, especially foreign pr at uh shimazu which mm-hmm. is like a million year old company it's gonna keep getting like bigger with the number uh so he's actually the first person he's actually one of the first foreigners who ever been hired by the company yeah the first yeah um and uh you got you got a not only did it become a world heritage site you also got them a what was the award that you got your, your uh, international travel and tourism award yeah you went london, you, yeah. yeah you went to london and, and you were presented with an award for your yeah. company which is really cool not been all over the place you had a snobbish gone. fucking like face the entire time you're getting your big ass award oh shut up it was a good photo, that yeah, professional really photographer. Good that it was good because all these other people were there, like media people, and they were taking you know video of it to shoot and put on their website or whatever. And um, it came around to my interview, and I, it's not like this. I'm very professional, you know, when I'm doing that kind of. Thing. I'm very professional. Yeah, and um, says Alex. The guy goes, oh, I'm glad somebody with some media trainings finally turned up. So. <laughs> it's, it's, it's rare to find people with media training these days. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, so we, we should fully disclosure. Uh, Alex used to be on television. I used to be on television. <clears throat> so we were like, you know, at, at least in Japan, we've been mm-hmm. trained to speak in front of a camera. Yeah. 
In Japanese as well. In Japanese, which, by the way, um, let's talk about that for a second. So they give you a fucking script, right? Yeah. And they're not printed on, like, okay, so in, 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 in like, Western countries, you usually get a, like, letter size or, like, A4 size. In Japan, the scripts are always on fucking A3 or A2 size pieces of paper. Yeah. So they're, like, <laughs> kites in the wind as yeah. you're trying to, like, decipher what the fuck is written on them. Mm. And then you have to memorize, well, in your case, you had to memorize everything. I had to memorize it all, yeah. yeah. In my case, it had a lot of, like, because in the beginning, my directors were, like, say these words i'm like i'm gonna say what i want to say yeah, yeah so after a while my scripts were just like hitokoto, which means like say something like right, yeah, yeah. one comment one word from mitch right? yeah yeah so i was a lot easier but my you... one was like a prefectural program yeah so basically it was checked by local government people and the script was decided down to the word right down mm. to the letter and um basically i had to memorize that can you tell them what you did is. on on uh, Ken Nabi? What did you do? So I was a r- roving reporter who went around um, different parts of the prefecture, looking at government initiatives uh, and talking about local politics, basically. Mm-hmm. So it's a bloody nightmare. It was super boring, right? So they were going. You had to remember words like chishan. What is it? Chishan chisho suishin shitsu. I don't even know what that means. What does it mean? It's like a what is it? Self sustainable. Oh God, office no. or something like that. Who cares? Sustainability office or something. But even just saying that word for most Japanese people is hard. So. I had to remember words like saidai fuzoku, which means maximum wind speed. <laughs> but I actually fucked it up and I said saidai fuzoku, which means maximum prostitute. Yeah. Which is a good, good <laughs> thing to know. You know what I mean? If you're in Japan. But uh, your TV show was boring as fuck and nobody watched it. it. My, my TV up. show was actually <laughs> super fun. Uh, basically, the, uh, the, the crux of it was white boy Mitch... Mm-hmm. Plus Japan, let's make him do something uncomfortable. Yeah, the yeah. entire time. No, I did a lot of shokuripo, which is like eating. Yeah, that's so hard. That's really hard because yeah. you not only have to eat the piping hot food, then you have to make immediate comments on it. Uh, Josh is raising his hand. Yeah, and he literally did this. This is the, the super Japanese way. I didn't do that. Of raising your hand, covering your armpit. Okay, Go what, on. what? From Lady F or EF, uh, how long did you study Japanese to become proficient? Are, are we proficient? I don't know. Um, I got corrected the other day. It's, and somebody told me that a word that I was saying is not a word, but I looked it up. It is a word. What were you saying? I don't want to talk about it. It's kind of a... Per- no, sakunen. You know how you say, you're supposed to say kyo, kyo, like kyonen? kyonen. Yeah, yeah. I can't really say that word well, so I say sakunen instead, which is a completely legitimate word. But that's written. Right, yeah. but you can say it, and no one no one gives me shit about it, except for the other day I got shit about it. I was like, fuck So you. I always said... What did I always say now? Um, Saidai Fuzoku? No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> there was another word I always used that was wrong and I still say it now for some reason instead of konomai I always say something else I can't remember uh, so one of those that's really hard is like like kore kara ima kara so this is kind of like very like detailed but like one means like kore kara means from now onward mm-hmm. and then ima kara means from now onward yeah yeah but they mean two different things. And it's like the, the using the two things differently is kind of difficult. So I, I was trying to say uh, the other day I did something. Konaida. So I always say instead of konaida or, um, you know, konomai, something like that, I always say senjitsu. Uh, the most senjitsu means like the previous time kind of thing. Yeah, but senjitsu is written Japanese. You wouldn't say it in conversation. All right. But you'd still say senjitsu is also like, you know, like... Yeah, they would be like a television show. They would say that. So yeah, yeah, they might say it on TV, yeah. but in normal conversation, you say it, and people go like, hmm? <laughs> so, uh, "But because it's not a hundred percent wrong, nobody corrects you, and those habits kind of stick with you." But I mean, it took me about what six years to get. I mean, five years, right? Because you were an LT for five years, and you were working hard at your job. Hell yeah! 
conversationally fluent five maybe but that i mean that's like daily conversation and then i ran my own business after that you had, answer the phone, which I, I'm sorry, I, yeah. I hire people. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Answering the you phone's hard. Fucking, you, yeah. okay, so the difference between me and, uh, and Alex here, Alex came to Japan and learned Japanese. Yeah. I was learning Japanese well before, because my mom's Japanese. But the difference is, I never had the vigor of learning Japanese that he has. Mm. So he came here and he's like, it's my goal to learn Japanese. So, so his learning curve was like this. No, but I don't like the language. No, it's not a dislike. I don't it, like the language. <laughs> it's a pain in the Fuck ass. you, Japanese. It's, it's for necessity. I need it. Mm. That's why I do it. Um, it's not because I love the, the, you know, the phraseology and tone but there, of but Japanese. But there's, there's a anything. point where we, there's no, there's a, a d d diminishing return, right? That's true. Once yeah. you get fluent enough that you can explain yourself and do the things that you need to do anything above that is just you hire a japanese person to do it but if you're on the phone like in a small business right i didn't yeah. have you know the the means to employ people at that time so i'd answer if i'd be like mushy mushy and they'd be like hang up on me straight yeah, fuck away is this foreign person like, what's this this isn't a business mm -hmm. So, you know, just practicing those lines over and over again. Like, oh, they might arigatou gozaimasu. Brad, the show English school they gozaimasu. So, so that's, what, that's what I was trying to say is that Bradshaw, Mr. Alex Bradshaw, his, his, his learning curve was literally like an, expon like an exponential function. It was like this. Whereas mine was like very like slow burn and just like this. And then eventually I just got bored. Yeah, yeah. And I was just like, I don't remember when it was, but it was like a couple of years ago or something. So I was like, fuck it. I don't want to learn any more Japanese. Well, I did that Nikyu. Or is it? Well, yeah, second level J JLPT. It's N2 now, something, right? N2, JLPT. I did that. I didn't study for it. I just took it to see yeah. what it was like. And I passed it. And then I've never bothered to do the N1 because I can't be asked. I'm, if you want to get into translation or if you want to work at a, like a Japanese corporation, getting N1 is totally good. Mm. Do it. Do it. Like the JLPT, the Japanese language proficiency test. Well, if you like doing it. I mean, if yeah. you want to do it, it's cool. For me, it was more like, like honestly, I just hire people to do the Japanese stuff for me. Mm. Um, and then my everyday life, like hanging out with my friends and speaking in Japanese is never a problem. So I mean, I, well, one thing I would say at the end is... Um, like you said, it's diminishing returns, right? Because mm. even if you get super good at Japanese, amazingly good, you're still going to be just as good as a shit Japanese person. Uh, you said this once to me and it makes so much sense. Like even if you're really, really good at Japanese, you're still kind of a retard in Japanese. Unless you're Robert Campbell or, you know... Uh, what's his name? Yeah, Someone yeah, like yeah, that yeah. who's just so good that they're actually better than most Japanese what's people. What's that dude who's always on TV on the news? Uh Dave yeah. Spector. Dave Spector. He's not that good, though. He's good. He's good, but he's, he's not. good. But Robert Campbell's another league. Man. Yeah, well. I mean, that guy's just nuts. Uh, so, so we got a hand up. Okay. Yeah. From Wait This Sucks. Wait This Sucks. Do you guys watch any anime? I'll let Alex take that because he has uh, positive, only positive <laughs> things to say about this. No, never. No, I mean, shit. I mean, when I was a kid at school, right? Um, when I was a kid at school, right? No, no, shit, right. There was a... A tape going around. This is how old I am. Like there was a VHS tape going around. It wasn't Betamax. It was VHS. It wasn't Betamax. There was a VHS tape going around of uh, Hokuto no Ken, which is like Fist of the North Star. Oh, Fest. Fist. Fist of the North Star. Do you know it? No. Uh, Sounds sexual. Let's keep going. Um, but anyway, it was supposed to be this super hardcore Japanese TV show that was like just nuts and it should have been banned. So all the kids passed it around and watched it. Mm -hmm. And uh, I remember watching that. And then there was another one called something like, I can't remember what it's called, Urotsuko Doji or something. I've forgotten the fucking name. And it was all like Nazis uh, shooting tentacles at women's bodies and exploding them and stuff like that. <laughs> it's really fucked up. To answer your question, no, he doesn't. <laughs> so that, that kind of 
It's about the only anime I ever watched. To be honest with you, I was just like, "All right, that's enough for me." But then somebody actually gave me a DVD of um, what was it? Hokuto uh, no Haka, uh, Grave of the Fireflies. No, 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 uh, no, no. Hokuto no Haka. Uh, sorry, continue. I'll, I'll, th- I'll think of the name. Grave it's, of the Fireflies. Yeah. It's Hotaru no Haka, right? Hotaru no Haka. Hotaru no Haka. What did I say? Hokuto. Hotaru no Haka. Hotaru no Haka. Anyway, I watched that and I was like, oh shit. Like, I actually fucking cried at an anime. It's so like, my youngest brother, Ken-chan, you've met mm-hmm. him, yeah. right? When he was a, he's got a different father. My father passed away and he's got a Japanese father. My mom's ja- half Japanese. So he was, he, he's like a Japanese. He looks Japanese, yeah. right, yeah. He, when he was a baby, because my mom had to work and I had to raise him, right? Mm-hmm. He would call me Ni-chan. Uh, Ni-chan means older brother. Mm-hmm. Ni-chan, Ni-chan. And like, because like we kind of t- t- taught him Japanese from a little, when he was young. And he looked exactly like uh, Setsuko, the, right. little, the little baby, the little girl in mm-hmm. that in that fucking movie. And when I watched that, you know, the older brother, you know, not to spoil it, passes away and the, the, the Setsuko also passes away. Like first the little girl does. Mm-hmm. I just, I remember just being fucking just bawling. Yeah. But I remember there was a two-sided. Was wait, wait, what was it like? Wait, wait, wait. Ni-chan toropusu nakanaka. She had like some sweet candy or something. Like so they tin, had, right? they, yeah, yeah, they had, back in the war time, they had this, uh, they, you can still buy it now. It's like in a tin mm-hmm. and they're like gummies, basically. Like, like oh, sorry, they're hard candies. They're yeah, yeah. flavored hard ca- candies called drops. Mm-hmm. And they would be in the little can. And then um, in the movie, like, oh God, this is really sad. Why are we talking about this? Yeah. Uh, the older brother would put rocks in the in the in the tent. Fucking Josh is doing this, and like swirl water around and give it to the little girl. Is like, oh man, it's really sad. That's yeah. fucking. If you guys have never seen Grave of the Fireflies, you want to be moved to tears yeah. by the brilliant artistry of Studio Ghibli. Watch that movie. Yeah, and the flip side of it because it was a double sided DVD. Remember those? Oh yeah. Um, there was uh, Kiki's Delivery Service, which is the cutest thing in the world. Majono Takyubin. And that was a good movie as well, actually. So I do like Ghibli. Um, and occasionally I'll watch stuff like uh, Samurai Champloo because I like hip hop as well. Uh, but apart from that, not a lot, really. G- G- I would recommend Ghibli. All Things Ghibli is really, really good. Um, one animation that I, I don't know if you can find the English cr- translation of it, but if you can, it's really, really good. It's called, ah, the full name is like, Anohi wa Mokura ga mita. Or something like that. And mm. it basically, it shortens down to Anohana. Mm-hmm. So I have no idea what the, the actual, the, the English name of it is, but Anohana is, re- Hi, you got it? Is there an English name for it? Uh, I think the English name is The Flower We Saw That Day. Okay, so if you guys, if you, it's it's amazing. It's a TV show. I think it's like six or seven, eight episodes long. Mm-hmm. That's also a tearjerker, but it's amazing because like, if you watch that, you'll get to know the Japanese kind of like, not super city life, not rural life, but kind of like the average Japanese person's life. Mm. Um, I mean, obviously there's some like, you know, ghost stuff, story in it, whatever, but watch that. It's really good. And then also... Uh, Kimi no Nawa, I don't know. Your name, yeah, is good. I never uh, saw that actually. It's 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 
kind of halfway through you kind of predict the ending of it but mm. as an animation the animation is really really good i mean i've got two kids so like they're all into you know the kimetsu no yaiba and, all and then like yo, and, yokai nanzuka yeah. uh, whatever obviously crayon shinchan and all that kind of crayon stuff shin-chan. you used to watch that, right? yeah, yeah i was when i was a kid i used to watch it zolsan zolsan yeah, yeah, yeah. it's, it's so, great you still do that now right <laughs> no i've never done that i get arrested <laughs> zolsan by the way if you guys don't know what this is this is uh basically it's like the equivalent of the simpsons and um the equivalent of bart simpson is called crayon shinchan but he's a little kid mm-hmm. and he paints on his little penis <laughs> here's his ball and his little penis and his ball he paints the 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 face of a elephant on it mm. and he like walks around naked by the way this is totally cool in japan apparently he walks around naked saying zol which is mr elephant <laughs> so he like he'll like shake his butt and like his little his little thing and it's like mr elephant mr elephant this is the stuff that they watch here if anybody's after a japanese girlfriend maybe try that out <laughs> might work <laughs> I don't know. Maybe not. But no, there's there there is really really good Japanese anime. Sometimes you'll find it and you'll watch it. Like Evangelion, uh, even uh, what's it called, uh, Naruto, mm-hmm. uh, One Piece. Uh, all of those like really really good franchises are all really good to watch. I mean, for me, it's like it's not my thing. But you know, it's such a rich culture though, and, oh, yeah. and there's a lot of stuff that isn't really released abroad as well. Obviously, it's fan subbed and stuff like that. And there's a great community building as well. There's some really good linguists actually. What is it, Crunchyroll? I think is guy. There's a there's a I think North American service called Crunchyroll. Yeah, is yeah. that right? Mm-hmm. Where you guys can watch legally uh, Japanese anime that's all been either dubbed or subtitled into English, and so you can you can enjoy the 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 anime. Yeah, Crunchyroll. I we are not affiliated with them. If you guys want to sponsor a podcast, just let us know. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's uh, they they do a good job. They were actually featured on Linus Tech Tips. Were they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They used oh. to sponsor over there as well. Yeah, we've done a few things with anime before, manga, yeah. so Drifters, you know, the... Uh, Can you explain what you did while I get another drink? Okay. So Drifters is like, a, what, anime, it's anime as well, right, and manga too, um, and yeah. it's about Shimazu Toyusa, who died at the Battle of Sekigahara. Which, if you guys don't know, Sekigahara, it's a big mural of all the, like, the different clans fighting in the one battlefield, it's very yeah. famous, If you, you've all seen it. So, basically, Toyusa slipped into an alternate dimension then and went on to fight you know different kind of bad guys or whatever this is not historical this is in drifters in drifters right i mean it could have been historical Who knows? so because toyosa is part of the shimazu family uh the drifters people came down and did like a tenjikai so they've got the genga the original artwork and displayed it in the house where um you know the, the shimazu family used to live um, we also did a demonstration of martial arts that featured in drifters too and then we did a live stream of it we right? did we did but you were part of the demonstration and like, I gotta tell you, like I, well, okay, I'm not trying to be stupid, but I, I didn't understand the rules of your guys' demonstration. Right. So when you're like, this guy's dead, I'm like, me and Josh were like, why, why did that, why is that guy dead? What's, what's going on? Like, we didn't get it. He's not dead. It's just like kata practice. So he's, he's losing in the kata, but he's not actually dead. Do you get points? Like afterwards no, you go drink no, together, you're like, I fucked you up. No, there's no points. No. No, nothing like that. But the Henshu Cho, the guy who's in charge of editing the whole of Drifters, uh, in, in charge of the direction of it, basically. He came down as well, and we did some live questions and stuff with people on the web. That guy is super, super important in the world of he, anime. <laughs> can we can we talk about how, like, Uber Eats in Japan is, like, needs to be better? It just really does. Like, in a, in I've never a, used it. In, in Western country, like, I think that the food there mm-hmm. is more suitable for a takeout and delivery service japanese food is not good for no apart from ramen maybe ramen and then like a bowl like a rice bowl with something on top of it that's basically all you get thing is in the west we don't have those like ramen delivery bikes though right 
Oh, the shock-absorbing bikes? With the kind of thing that swings side to side for the soup. If you guys don't know this, just think about like, um, I'm thinking testicles. It's like a pendulum. <laughs> we went totally different directions with that one. But yeah, it's kind of same thing. It's like you got like the, the scooter and on the back you got a crane with like these like shock absorbers. Okay. And it like has a shelf under it and you put ramen bowls in there. And no matter what you do on the bike, the ramen bowls just kind of like on the side of it. They're like level the whole time. Yeah. And they get to your house and they're not spilled out or anything. It's amazing. No, they thought about it, right? They and did. you have to return the bowls the next day. But you just put it downstairs outside of your, your apartment complex and they just go and come and pick them up in the morning. Some cat probably turns up and licks the fucking thing. You just don't really like cats. I hate cats. Horrible. Yeah. But I don't know. I've never used Uber Eats. I've used Walt. And what's the other one? Panda. Food, food Panda's Panda, gone. It's gone. It's, it's like, oh. Yeah, they went broke or something, right? We yeah. just gave up. They were too the cheap. That's why I'm... Yeah. So what we have Demaicon. Demaicon, yeah. They have uh, Walt and then Uber Eats and then they had Food Panda before it was gone now. Yeah. Walt was pretty good. Walt's not bad. It's not bad. I don't understand their characters. Like an, uh, what is it called? Like a reindeer or something? I don't care about the character. I just care about the guy turning up. I like looking at his scooter on the app and then looking out the window here and seeing him turn up at the bottom and going, oi. So, so I live in a, in a, like a concrete giant building you live in a like a standalone home okay mm-hmm. so the difference is like when the guys come to my house like i always put the option in there like contact contact less delivery mm. and i even put out a little tray for them to put the fucking food on mm-hmm. that's on top of my like air conditioning like outside box thing that's right next to my door <laughs> no, no no so there's always two patterns okay they either knock on my fucking door ring the doorbell and wait for me to come to the fucking door even though i've told them that i don't want to see them mm-hmm. i'm not trying to be elitist here i just don't want to i'm usually naked Okay. <laughs> and then the second thing that they do is I put the fucking tray out there to put the fucking food on, right? It's a different color than everything else. It's very obvious that this is where the food should go. They'll put the fucking food on the fucking floor really? in front of the tray. Why? Because, well... They don't want to dirty the tray with the food. No, let's just be honest. If you're doing that job... You're either a university student and don't care, or you probably didn't study a lot. Mind you, I got like a delivery here the other day because I was staying here for... Um, was it a Deddy Heru? Can we talk about that? It next? was not Deddy Heru. Um, <laughs> and let's not talk about it. If you know what that is, f- feel free to comment. Um, Google it. Um, the guy came and put the food outside the door. Yeah. And I opened it up because I heard him outside. Yeah. And he was doing some kind of weird Elizabethan type both-handed bow walking backwards. Like... I feel like that's a challenge to a fight at that point. He's going like this down the corridor. I was like, what is this? What is that? I don't know. You'd experience it. What, how did you react? I just bowed back to him very slowly, but slightly diagonally. Did- like this. <laughs> that's a shit. By, by, in Japanese, you're supposed to bow straight on, right? With your hands by your sides. Some people kind of bend the hips to the side like this. That's kind of, that, that would be truck sp- stop That's level. truck stop yeah. level. Yeah. But, okay, so I had this guy who came and brought me something. I forgot what it was, but he, he brought me some food. And he was, like, not Japanese. He's like, I don't know. Let's call him Sri Lankan or something. Mm. And he speaks English, right? And so, like, he brings me my food. And, like, I always, like, contact less delivery. Mm. And then he's, like, knocking on my door. And I open the door. And he says, oh, friend. This is what he says to me. <laughs> oh, friend. And I was just like, what? And he's just like, I didn't think you were real, is what he said to me. <laughs> and I didn't know what to say. So I was just like. I'm real. And like, I got my food and he's like, okay, I'm so glad that we had this conversation. And he just like walked away after that. I was just like, I don't know what happened just That's now. So What's going on? Weird. 
When you see people of other nationalities, though, at the convenience store or whatever, it's very hard to know what language to speak to them because it's like they're coming at you in this kind of monosyllabic Japanese. Monosyllabic Japanese. It usually is. I'm sorry. Guys, um, if you're watching this, just like open a new tab in Chrome and uh, search for monosyllabic girl. What's that? It's a MXPX song. It's one minute long. It's amazing. Anyway, sorry. Continue. Um, but you don't know what the default language is, right? If you go to the curry place down here. It's like, what do I say? Dude. Sri Lankan curry, right? Amazing yeah. curry. Best fucking curry in the whole fucking city. You go there and they're like, Irashaimase, but it's really bad. They say it like this. They say it as if it's an in, uh, Sri Lankan word or something. They go, Irashaimase. And, and you're just like, <laughs> you're like, well, okay. And then some of the staff will speak to me in English. Yeah. And then like the menu is like half, is Japanese and in English. So I'm just like, which language do you prefer? Yeah. And it's hard to tell. Yeah. I, I've just tried to speak as little as possible. <laughs> This is the not, Brit. That's just the Brit. You not in point. So getting back to Daddy Daddy Heru. So what Daddy Heru is? Is it stands <laughs> for delivery health? Yeah. Which is an amazing concept. It means like you know they're going to bring you health to your door. Yes. Is <laughs> this? This doesn't exist. It does exist in other countries. It doesn't isn't it? in my country. It's it illegal in my country. Oh, well, it it, does. it doesn't on the up and up. It it maybe on the down low. It what does. it is, and it's not illegal. Is it? In Japan, it's totally legal. No, in, in the US, it's not legal. It's not legal. No. State-wise? On, depending it depends on the state. On the, it actually right? depends on the county. Right. It's not even, it's not like federal. It's not state, it's county. Nevada's got it, right? Nevada, not Nevada. 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 Has Clark County, which is illegal. Prostitution is illegal. Mm-hmm. You get a little bit out of Las Vegas's territory to like the, the middle of the, where they film all like the, 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 apocalyptic like desert you know scenes and everything Mm. they have this thing called the mustang ranch and the chicken ranch right you walk in you fucking have a menu i've never actually done this before i've only heard this from hearsay Mm -hmm. you have a menu and you just like check the things that you want done to you and then the girls come out you pick the girl and then you just pay for it and then you do the thing huh dude you're european amsterdam they have like the girls in the windows yeah. They're literally in the windows. I know, yeah. In the red light district. They're literally like dancing around in the windows like it's some sort of object that you can acquire, which you yeah. can because they're for sale. Yeah. So Daddy Hedu. Daddy Hedu, yeah. <laughs> you need Yabe on this. For <laughs> Where's Yabe? Um, we have a friend named Yabe. He's like, he speaks. First time I met him, what did you say? Oh, no. We can't go into this. Yeah, we can. Can we? Yabe, uh, my, our Japanese friend is he was uh he went to international school for university and he his master's degree was studying native americans in america that's very interesting he hung out two years in a a tribe in america and did a master's degree on them yeah and when i asked him why he said because you fucking white boys aren't welcome on the reservations you fucking fucks (laughs) (laughs) that's what he said to me mind you the first time he met you he did say oh no not another whitey so the very first the very first time (laughs) so you were drinking with him at a a standing bar and then like i show up and i'm like hey guys and this is the very first thing he says to me in perfect english yabe does he's a japanese guy he says Oh no, not a f- another fucking white boy. What are you going to do? Are you going to tell me you're going to blindfold me with a piece of fucking dental floss? <laughs> That's the first thing this Japanese guy said to me. And I was just like, can I have a drink first? Like, Yabe <laughs> like, and I, uh, me and Alex, good friends, like, yeah. super good guy, salt yeah. of the earth kind of guy. No, but um, completely no non filter though on that one. Yeah, but this kind of thing, I don't really know much about it because I'm. A family man, so... Uh, I don't really know anything about, like, prostitution in Japan, except for the facts, in which is, 
Uh, Deddy Heru means delivery health, and it's basically a girl who comes to your house that you pay for, and she, let's just say vaginal sex is illegal in Japan. <laughs> Wait a minute. It's not uh, I mean, sorry, sorry. Paid for everybody. Pa- paid How's for. Work? Sorry, sorry. Paid for vaginal sex is illegal. The, right. the definition of prostitution in Japan is vaginal sex. Yeah. So anything other than that is completely fucking wide open. So it's a health. If you're, it's product. a health thing. Mm-hmm. If you're not, if you're Japanese, if you're foreign, none of those services. If you're, you know, Reddit community and you're thinking about this, none of those services are available. You That's ha- not true anymore, though. If you go to Tokyo, I wouldn't now, it's, know. Yeah, it's no, it's different. In, in in general, like if you're foreign, and you're trying to do that kind of red light stuff. It's 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 generally not so available. When I first came here, I thought you were going to say something else. <laughs> <laughs> you you'd walk through like districts of Tokyo where they've got kind of prostitution going on or whatever, and they would never come up to you and speak to you or anything like that. You mean yeah, they're prom dresses? They wouldn't come up to you. They they used to stay away from you, right? But Wait, which ones? The kind of massage Chinese massage girl types. It's oh, mainly Chinese yeah, girls yeah. In in Tokyo it is, but yeah, you yeah. southern Japan it's all Japanese girls. Oh yeah, yeah. But recently they've all started coming up to the tourists. Because oh, there's yeah. so many tourists, right? Yeah. So it's a, a money spinner. Um, but I had a friend who, <laughs> her friend came to Tokyo, and he went out and got a hand job. But it was in you know one of those plastic binder folder things. They put it on the hand. And just jerked him off with that one. What did you just say? Plastic binder? Yeah, like a folder that you put like paper documents. I'm in. sorry, I have. Uh, you they, mean the the what's it called? What what is that called? There's a name for that. I know what you're saying. Do you know what I mean? Like a a, a fold a clear folder. Clear 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 uh, file. Clear, clear file. Uh, yeah, it's it's basically like a A4 size like two sided plastic thing that you shivvy uh, a paper into. Yeah, she put that on her hand and did the business. Apparently, and, and, I was like, and, and was this was this customer satisfied with this action? God no! I'm surprised <laughs> they didn't get a paper cut. My God! So, I've, I've I've lived in Japan for 15 ish years. I've never actually partaked un, partaken of any of, of, of any know. of this services stuff. Me neither. No, I'm from Vegas, so I know how the game. So I'm just yeah. like, no, no. Um, also, according to the viewers, apparently I'm truck stop gay. So you know, yeah. Well, it's not my thing. <laughs> <laughs> Can we talk about snacks? Mm. Not this, but like the bar. Snack bars, yeah. yeah. Can mm. you give us a... What is a snack bar? I feel like I'm talking too much. I'm sorry. Snack bar. Mm. Snack, it depends what kind of snack bar you're talking about, right? Not kyabakura, right? Mm. Snack, bar. snack bar. Mama, mama ga yutokoro. So there's usually like an older lady who owns the place mm-hmm. uh, or is running it. And she's behind the bar, usually in kimono or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's, you know, maybe what, 20 seats? Smallish bar. So usually it depends. Like if there's one mama, there's usually like about 15, mm-hmm. 20. If there's, ma- okay, mm. do I get negative? Do I get positive? Do I, which, which direction do you want to go on this one? Well, I quite like them if you were the bunch They're of my people. favorite. The fun, right? Josh. He's saying no. Josh. Josh. Mr. Josh. Can you tell us about your amazing snack uh, experience in Okuchi? Maybe explain more what a snack is because you guys didn't really... Okay. It. All right. So it's like an older woman who's behind a bar and then they serve you drinks and you sing a bit of karaoke and there's kind of like usually older guys who sit there and go out for a drink or whatever. It's usually nomi hodai, so you can drink. Um, in Kagoshima, it's like shochu, maybe whiskey, um, beer as well. Um, and that's it, really. Sometimes there's like younger girls who work there as well who come and sit next to you. While you're drinking, so the mama-san will pour you some drinks out and everything, and send over. 
whoever she thinks will fit in well with your personality. And you're sat there, you know, talking to each other, whatever. There's no nudity and there's no sex. It's just drinking. No, it's just drinking, yeah. Most most Japanese shit is no sex, to be honest with you. A lot of it. Well, you're married, so I don't know. No, no. The, <laughs> the bar scene, like the girls' bars and stuff like that, and kabakura and all the other types Ka- of Kabakura bars. is the Japanese pronunciation of cabaret. Mm-hmm. And that's basically girls in fancy dresses who come and sit next prom to you. Prom dresses, prom dresses. Prom dresses, basically. They're going yeah. to prom every day, um, six nights a week. And they just pour you drinks and laugh at your jokes, and that's it. And the, the weirdest thing, sorry, the weirdest thing about a kabakura to me is that you go have yourself a piss, okay? And you come out of the toilet, and they're fucking sitting there in front of the door with a fucking hot towel for you. Yeah. And they're like, here you go. And you're like, I, 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 I you were listening? <laughs> yeah, I didn't want that or need it. <laughs> it's just like, yeah. Uh, okay, so that that's that's a very uh, culturally, uh, like, respective, like, very respectful way of, like, talking about a snack. I, I, the way that I explained to Josh before we went to a snack in the, Naka, in the countryside mm-hmm. was... A snack is a bar that was built in the 1980s. Right. <laughs> so it is the, all the color scheme of the 1980s. And the Mama-san has been, is, has been there since the bubble era. Right. And her daughter, uh, and the Mama-san's divorced. Do- yeah, divorced. Usually. And the yeah. daughter of the Mama-san is also an employee there who's also divorced. Yeah. And her daughter is also there as an employee. So you have three generations of divorced. women. And, they're, and they get more, let's just say alcohol influenced pregnancies as they go down the chain and it's just kind of a crapshoot and i explained this to josh before i went to a fucking like uh uh, countryside snack with Mm -hmm. uh we were there for like a like a media like we're doing a location shot and everything we went the uh, japanese cameraman to this um to the snack that josh chose right because the cameraman was like here's the snacks in in this little tiny town which one do you want to go to and he's like let's go here Mm -hmm. so we show up so so anyway, so the mama was there and then like the 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 older sister was there and then the younger girl was there. She's like, how old was she? Like 20 something? You don't remember? She's like 20 something and it's like the cameraman that was with for the for the mama son. Mm-hmm. And then the older sister, I don't remember who she was. I think she was just talking to everybody. And then you got the young girl who's just like fucking like locked on to Josh. Right. And I was just like are you okay with this? And Josh is like, I, I just want to leave. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, dude, Josh, like it's your chance. You can talk. And he was just, I just want to leave. I just want to go home now. Yeah. Yeah. Did you, uh, Josh, at least comment on this. Did you enjoy your first snack experience? No. <laughs> <laughs> They're all, they are awful though, aren't they? I mean, you sit down and it's like, usually you've got to do the whole description of where you're from and all that kind of thing. If you're and foreign, then, yeah. Yeah. If you're foreign. And, um, I started making things up as I started going along. What, what do you mean? I just said, like, I'm a world famous artist or I'm like... Here's you know, my signature. This will be worth yeah, money in the future. They're, they're, just, they're, they're paid to believe you. Uh-huh. So it's like they can't really you know, criticize it or say whatever the hell you want, right? Um, so you might as well have some fun with it. Don't tell them the truth because it's boring. So I actually like snacks, but mm. not the, the the one that me and Josh went to, unfortunately, had well, that's like, like... kind of Kabakura type vibe right in the countryside. Yeah, kind of. If you go to a proper snack bar, it's not so much like that. It's kind of a bit more... Mature. Yeah, they'll talk to you, you know, as a person, but... So my favorite snack is like the the, the bachan. You get like the, like, you know, 70, 80 year old woman who's behind mm. the bar. And she's lived an incredibly fruitful life. And mm. then, you know, you have something you want to talk about. Like maybe I have like a business problem that I have or something, right? Mm. And or like an employment problem, something like that. And I'll go to the mama-san and be like, hey, 
can you give me your advice on this? And as like I'm drinking, usually the, the older mama sons, they don't drink, they drink tea or something like that. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, had a couple of beers together and you talk about it. And it's not, it's like, it's like talking to your grandma. Well, the kind of ones in Tokyo is all a bit different, right? Because uh, let's not go into that. It depends on the region that you're in. The more expensive ones in like Ginza and stuff yeah, like yeah. that. The, the girls tend to go to like top flight universities. So they're actually pretty clever. They read three uh, newspapers a day. Yeah, they can talk, you know, about politics, Business about and anything. E- yeah. Economics and whatever, yeah. And they're generally not that drunk as well. No, <laughs> they're, just, they, they're know, drinking so like, tea and shit. It's their business. So. But once I went with um, a friend of mine. It was his birthday. And he was uh, the same age as a Japanese friend mm. who's like quite, a, you know, influence, influential person, let's say, in Tokyo. And he took him out to this bar. And uh, we went in and we were like, what is it? We don't really know what's going on. And he'd hired the whole place out and everybody was in their underwear. Sounds good. Um, and it was just us, just like three people. And they sat us down and it was just like this full on, like normal kind of snack bar service, but everyone was in their underwear. It was so bizarre. Was the underwear like incredibly sexy? Or was it like stylish? It tell, was tell, incredibly tell stylish and everybody looked like a model because it wasn't a cheap place. Um, There's nothing wrong with any of this. So I was, yeah, it was quite enjoyable to be honest with you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I wasn't expecting that, let's say, because he didn't tell us what was going to happen. He just goes, oh, let's go out for a drink. I had a similar situation with one of my friends, like went to a snack bar with like a a Japanese, like a CEO. Mm -hmm. And they're like, they're sitting there in the snack bar and everybody's just like enjoying their drinks. And then suddenly the the lights go off. Mm -hmm. And then like a minute later, the lights go back on and all the girls are in their underwear. <laughs> really? And he's just like, what do I do now? What's the, what's, what's, what's the what, protocol? Yeah, yeah. What, how do I proceed? I don't know. I'm confused. Well, it depends on where you are, right? Because some places it's like, you can have a touch, right? You but can have a depends. touch, Seriously, right? Canada, they don't give a fuck. Well, seriously. Yeah. You could have a touch, right? I yeah. don't know. I've never been That's to it. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> Canadians are incredibly loose with this, it seems. In Canada? Yeah. I've never actually been to Canada. You know, it's America's hat, and I want to go one day. My, my favorite is great, man. Oh, sorry, it. Josh has a hand up. We have another question. Okay. How easy is it to meet people in Japan? Like, if I am going to bars, izakaya, et cetera? So, wait, wait. Can we ask the question, are you male or female? That's actually really important. Yeah. Well, the name is Lady EF, so I assume it's a lady. Okay. Um, depends, really, um, what you want. It's easy to meet people and talk to them, but if you want to have a relationship or if you just want wait, to wait, make jo- friends jo- or jo- what? Jo- what? Uh, I was a foreign person. Yeah, as a foreigner. I don't know. I mean, if you're in the regions of Japan, in the countryside, it's much, much easier to meet people than it is in Tokyo. Because in Tokyo, common, a, you know, foreign people are fairly commonplace. Um, yeah. So it's, it's not so much of a rarity. But if you're in the countryside, people are kind of attracted to you because they want to find out, you know, what your deal is and talk to you a little bit. And sometimes it's a bit irritating because they speak kind of like broken English or it's a bit uncomfortable at first. That, but that's, but it's, it's, it's more curiosity than anything else. But right? that, that's, you're, you're speaking from a, we speak Japanese, we want to be spoken to in Japanese that's standpoint. That's true, that's true. If yeah. you're, if you're, if you're tour, touring here, you're just a tourist, like you, if they speak to you in English, you'll be very happy about that. Yeah. I mean, it depends on the kind of person you want to meet. If you're looking for someone for a relationship or a friend, just a friend, right? It says just friends. So that's very, very easy generally you know what i mean especially like regions like osaka osaka Kan-Kansai, uh inside the whole of kansai people are so friendly um, i mean it's like so to to underscore what alex is saying here um like if you go to tokyo okay so uh, unfortunately a lot of foreigners okay they come here 
and they go to Tokyo, they do, they go to Kyoto, and then they leave. Mm-hmm. And if you want to have the the least Japanese experience in your entire life, go to Tokyo and Kyoto and leave. Yeah, that's the worst way that you can do Japan. Mm-hmm. The best way to do Japan, of course, go to Tokyo. You have to see it. You have to see it. Um, I, in fact, I would even recommend it's shut down now, but before to do the Mario Kart driving around the streets of Tokyo. That's totally fine. Oh, in I my would book. not do that. I know it's shut down because <laughs> Nintendo sued the fuck out of them. They're dead now, but. Um, that kind of shit, do it. Go to the robot cafe, do all the stupid That's for- shut like, down as well. Is it? Is <laughs> yeah, it? Oh shit. It's gone. But anyway, do all the stupid for like uh touristy shit. Do it. it. Of course. But also save some time to go to the regions that don't have a lot of tourism. Mm. Uh go to Kansai. You say friendly. That's surprising to me because um I always think of people in Kansai like um, you know, basically like uh Hyogo and Osaka, not so much Kyoto, mm-hmm. um, as being like very close to American friendly. Yeah, that's true. They'll talk to people they don't know. Yeah, yeah. And uh, sorry, what was your name? Lady E F. What? Yeah, yeah. Please, please go to standing bars. Yeah. Okay. And the the Japanese word for that is tachinomiya. It's tachinomiya. It's called standing bar. Um, in Japan, basically restaurants and bars and stuff like that, they're very stratified. You have like your your social levels, and you stick within your group, and you never talk to the people around you. Mm-hmm. And so it's really really difficult to make friends. But the one equalizing force in Japan is called the standing bar, which is what we just call a bar. Yeah. And so if you go to Kansai or you go to Kyushu and you go to a standing bar, and you 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 just hang out with the 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 the, the everyday folk, and you just like talk to them. You can easily make friends. I was talking about this before on our podcast, but like uh, somebody on on the the living life in Japan subreddit or whatever it's called was like, I've, I've been living here for 15 years and I've never made a Japanese friend. I have hundreds of Japanese friends. And the reason why is because I just go to where those people hang out in an equal space. Mm. I mean, you've got to make the effort. effort yeah. You know, you've got to talk to people and say, hey, how's it going? Or, you know, oh. hi, I'm in town, I'm lost or whatever. And it's the same anywhere in the world. I mean, like I was in Paris a couple of years ago on my own on a business trip and I was sat in a bar having a glass of wine and I just, some people sat next to me, some like youngish kind of student type people or whatever. And I said, hi, how's it going? And got chatting to them. Um, and then we went out for a drink afterwards and, you know, and they showed me some places in Paris I would never have seen before. Mm. But I had to make the impetus of talking to them, otherwise it wouldn't have happened, right? Um, and like Mitch was saying before, izakaya in Japan tend to be somewhere that you would go as a group. Mm. So people would go together with their friends or... Six people or whatever. Group, you go and you, you sit know. down, you just stay insular. And from a, a single person or two people, trying to talk to somebody in a group is quite difficult. Mm. Um so you've got to think of ways to make that happen. Standing bars are good. Standing bars um, are an excellent way. Uh, even just... Yatai, yatai. I forgot about them. Yatai. Yatai are great as well. If you How just would you translate yatai? Um, yatai is like a food store. Food stand. Food yeah. stand or something yeah. like that. Or even, you know, people on the street, I would probably recommend against doing that if you can, because there's a lot of touts and stuff in tourist areas. Tout means like a... Um, what do you call them now? Kachi. Not you know there. Boy, uh, basically guys that like their job is like to hook you into an unsavory like bar or restaurant or something like that. Don't like, talk to them. If, so, if, if some if, if some boy in a shiny shoot suit comes up to you and says, hey, I got this great place for you to go. Ignore him and tell him to fuck off. And if he's got bleached blonde hair and he looks a bit like him. Don't listen to the other thing is, and this is, this is not, this has nothing to do with racism. Um, this is, this is just a fact, um, in Tokyo, uh, a lot of Yakuza, uh, places employ non-Japanese people. 
um, to do their kind of dirty work for them and like pulling in customers to like like nefarious places and shit. Um, and so if someone who looks like they're working on the street and they're not Japanese, especially if they're non-Japanese, mm-hmm. and they're like, hey, 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 come on, I got this great place. Don't don't follow them because like. Yeah. The reason why the Yakuza employ these people is because basically Japanese people need to be polite to other Japanese people. But if you're a foreigner, you can be rude. And then it's kind of like, it's just like, uh, I don't want to get into the nuance of it. But like, trust me, if you're in Tokyo, if you're Roppongi and some dude just like walks up to you and starts asking you if you want to go somewhere, ignore them. Yeah, don't do that. Yeah. But as we were talking about, like uh, in more like Kyushu, for example, Kagoshima is amazing. Uh, 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 Kansai is amazing. Go to Tachinomiya, uh, Standing Fukuoka Bars. Fukuoka as well. is really great. Yeah. Fukuoka is a perfect, perfect balance of everything. Yeah. Um, um, and if you just hang out and then like, you know, actually Twitter as well, you can, you can uh, actually have a friend who came to Kagoshima and, and, and tweeted out, what is there to do in Kagoshima? Mm-hmm. He got married. Really? Yeah. Serious. You know him. <laughs> who? The one we were talking about earlier today, the programmer. We're not going to say his name. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's how he got married. Shit, no way. He's just like, huh. what's there to do in Tashmark Kagoshima? And then somebody just like like uh, DM'd him. He's like, let's, I'll take you around. And then they got married. No Two way. kids. Happy as fuck. Crazy, man. Yeah. I mean, it's like if you've got local contacts or someone you know in the region or, you know, special interest, that's always good. If you're into something in particular, there's always a group that's into that in that region. Well, I don't know about what the things that you're into. What? Uh, Josh has a... Have you got a question? Go on. Uh, I see enthusiasm 7937 asks, have you ever traveled on a bullet train? And if you have, how is it? Um, Bullet train, yeah, regularly. So I go to Fukuoka on the train quite a lot. Um, I've been as far as Osaka from Kagoshima before. And obviously in northern Japan as well, traveling around the Shinkansen is pretty normal. Um, the, uh, Shinkansen is a bullet train, right? Um, so the new one, Hokuriku Shinkansen, which goes from Tokyo to Kanazawa to Ishikawa Prefecture, um, is really nice as well. Um, so basically, it depends. I mean, like the, the, the Kyushu one's quite new comparatively. Um, and also the Hokuriku Shinkansen is quite new as well. So the trains are really, really nice. And even in standard class, it's quite, you know, spacious. Um, if you want to go like a bit higher up, you can go in the green class, which is like first class, basically. So you've got a bit more space. Um, or you can actually book a seat as well in Shiteseki, uh, which is like the book the book seat. So they've got a bit more space as uh, well. What are they called? Um, Pre-reserved or something reser- like that. Reserved, reserved car. Reserved car, yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, Shinkansen is great. It's fast. It's lots of room. I prefer it to a plane because you can work on it. It's like a private office, basically. Nobody's calling you up. Nobody's, you know, no. interrupting you while you're doing your shit. So. The, the great thing about this, there's there's many things that are great about the Shinkansen. One, like, it's not an airplane, so you don't have to, like, go out to an airport, go through mm. fucking security. Yeah. W- sit on the tarmac for an hour. Mm. You know, um, so the Shinkansen, the bullet train, you just, like, go to the train station. It shows up. You get on it. It's got world-class uh, service. They've got chargers for all of your electronics. Uh, they have a, a, a like a really, really, really clean and immaculate toilet. Yeah. You can shit, shave, and not shower, but almost shower on it. They have smoking rooms on the on the on the train. Like it's and on top of that, you think it, when you're on a normal train, it's like bouncing. It has to bounce around and shit. Shinkansen is like floating on air the entire time. Yeah. It's amazing. It's I mean, it, it is really, really good. I mean, time-wise. You know, they come to the minute, never late. Never, yeah. The, the only downside really is the ticketing. 
Like, they still use a lot of paper tickets. Ah, uh, yeah. Which is just bullshit. I don't know why they do that. Well, but, Japan loves their paper but the faxes. Op- the operation side of it is amazing. And actually, I've been on the grand class, which is the highest class Shinkansen there is let's in Japan. Just like, let's just, you know, brag. And, yeah, I recommend it. It's good. <laughs> Free booze all the way along. Sake. Uh, it's, 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 it is really an amazing experience. Uh, like, one time, like, I was, I was going to a television location, like, after drinking incredible stupid amounts in, in Osaka, and I got on the Shinkansen for four hours to get to my location shot, right? And, like, I got myself a... Sh- not a shower, but I got a shit. I got a fucking shave. And I looked perfect when I got off the... the mm. You get you get lunch as well. They give you bento. The bento lady comes and everything. Yeah. It's amazing. Sorry, Josh, go. Do Japanese really always work like 24 hours a day? Because I have heard it somewhere from IC Enthusiasm 7937. So... Mm. <laughs> I'll let you take this one because I don't work for a Japanese company. Yes and no. It depends on who you work for. Um, recently, like, there's been a big shift in the way of thinking in Japan. People are trying to work less and, you know, work more efficiently, uh, get can, home can earlier. Can you go Karoshi as well? Karoshi? Karoshi, sorry. So there's a, a culture of overwork. So people work so hard that they kind of, you know, kill themselves or, you know, through exhaustion or depression or whatever and suicide and things like that. There was a culture of that and that's slowly disappearing. The kind of younger generation don't really want to work like they've seen the parents do. Um, why, but why do they work like that? I mean, it's, it's, not, it's, it's not just like, oh, let's just work ourselves to death. It's not like a, there's a reason for it. It's giddy, giddy, which is like a, ah, a sense of responsibility or I disagree debt. with you. Really? The, the, giddy is also, okay. So if you guys don't know what giddy is, like responsibility, debt, like, yeah, I guess that's the English. And word. peer pressure as well. Japan's a peer pressure society. But it's also the shrinking population and things to do, but not the people to cover it. No, it's not true. No. Why not don't enough. you do... So why don't you agree with that? Because uh, there's a lot of inefficiency at work. Mm, that's mm, why. Mm, mm, mm. You know, there's a lot of... Oh, I totally agree with that. There, there are many, many jobs that are created just to create jobs. You mean the guy on the highway that waves his baton, his flashlight baton like Precisely, this? Precisely, yeah. He's just doing this. I'm like, why is my taxes paying for this guy? Yeah. But again, I mean, that's employment though for somebody. And at the end of the day, it's making the economy go around. So, you know, is it something you really should criticize? I don't know it's a pointless job, but, you know, at least he's getting out of bed every day to go and do something. Well, the thing is, is like, you're not wrong that people should have jobs. But the thing is, is like... like, In Japan, right, if you work in a convenience store or whatever, people are not going to look down on you. Oh, we're because, going. We're going. We're going off topic. That is totally true. Let's yeah. just go off on this. Okay. Mm-hmm. So we'll come back to the to work to death culture. Mm-hmm. Come talk about this. This is something the West needs to learn from Japan because a job is a fucking job. Yeah. You know what I mean? People do a job. You're respected for doing your job. Yeah. You're fulfilling the criteria that have been set out for you to complete, mm-hmm. and that deserves respect. Yeah. That's the thinking in Japan. And you work at McDonald's. It's actually not gonna lie kind of a coveted uh, position to work at mcdonald's the girls uh, mostly girls who work at mcdonald's fucking work their asses off no, they, they work really hard the, yeah. the, the 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 cast members at tokyo disney sea and tokyo disneyland they fucking work their asses off they are fucking professional and they're really really good at the job and they, everyone has pride in their own job and people respect them for doing that see the problem is that this kind of pride for work and you know motivation to do it has kind of filtered off into inefficiency uh, yeah, okay. Well, that, That's the problem, okay. right? Alex, let's stay on focus. Mm. No matter what your job is in Japan, no one looks down on you. You see That's these, true, you, yeah. see, you go, go to fucking slash r slash public freakout and you see 
endless amounts of fast food restaurants and the customers just treating the fucking employees like absolutely garbage looking mm. down on them yeah that in general does not happen here oh no i've never seen it you you know, you know the, the 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 workers make you food and you're like you're just like very very like humbled mm. by that experience and i think that that's something that the west really needs to adopt yeah no no i agree yeah you've got to value the people that work for you and also the, the work that other people do too but oh. You know, there is a downside in that people feel, you know, then trapped by their jobs and they need to you well, know, fulfill that, that responsibility right to the letter. And that, that's why they stay behind. That, that, that's a little different. But I, I really just want to underscore, Alex, and like, I, I think that I think everybody at home, like, you know, in Reddit, like can really appreciate this. It's just that the, the respect for everyone here. Mm. I mean, dude, you get in an elevator. You got the elevator lady. That's, mm. I don't know why they're called that. They wear Mickey Mouse gloves. And they have like, those anymore. I've not they, seen they them do. They do in Tokyo. Really? They still have them. Yeah. And so they, all they do is they press the buttons for you on the elevator, right? But mm. even then, everyone's just like, "Oh, thank you so much." Like, obviously, I can press my own elevator buttons. Yeah. But you're just so respectful to them. It's always just like gratitude, and like mm. uh, that's something I think the West really needs to learn. Mm. Like you shouldn't look down on someone because I used to have an English teacher in junior high school. If you got an F on something, mm -hmm. the way like, and you had to tell your test score as she'd go around the room, like, okay, what was your score on the test? Cause you'd grade it as a group. If you got an F, you couldn't say F you had to say, do you want fries with that? That was the way that you said that you got an F on your test. Really? Yeah. Wow. And that not only makes fun of people who aren't or are struggling with the with the the thing that you're trying to learn but also shits on you know essential employees who are doing a good job for the you know mm. why why shit on somebody for doing a job mm. yeah precisely and this is why in the west right now it's it's the great what is it called the great quitting or something like that oh yeah it's happening right yeah, yeah, yeah. everybody's quitting their job and walking away because they're just like fuck you guys yeah. i don't want to deal with it and that's a human thing no respect that's no why. respect yeah, yeah. it's a human thing mm. why would you go to work every day to get shit on mm. when you're trying to do your best yeah, yeah you know that doesn't not not 100 doesn't happen here but on the whole it doesn't happen mm. here josh you got a question man yeah we have a question from flaky schedule yeah are you afraid about the future of japan Sometimes it feels like the other countries have uh, caught up to Japan mm -hmm. or are ahead in terms of innovation, reforms, etc. Sure. Japan feels like it's stagnating in many ways and mm -hmm. not really wanting to change. That's true. Uh, yeah, a lot of what you said is true. I mean, Korea is, you know, going crazy with, um, you know, uh, tech production and stuff like that. Taiwan as well is obviously hugely important for chips and things like that in Asia. And there's nothing wrong with that. It's great. Um, you know, other Asian countries are going to go ahead and do their own thing. Um, and Japan's not always going to be this monolithic kind of leader as it was in the 80s and 90s. And that's a lot of the, you know, the way that Western people kind of see it, I think. Um, but, you know, at the same time, there's, there's still a lot of traditional culture and kind of interesting stuff in Japan that, you know, doesn't exist in those countries. And I think that that's Japan's strength. Um, and going forwards, we've got to really rethink what Japan is and the people of Japan also kind of need to rethink what their position in the world is as well. Um, so going from this kind of, you know, second largest economy in the world, uh, you know, industrial superpower to something else, maybe something a bit more authentic, something a bit smaller. Um, the population is decreasing um, and the regions of Japan as well. Villages are disappearing. People are moving to cities. Um, you know, whole swathes of Japan have got abandoned houses, abandoned properties, things like that. Those things can be reutilized and really make, you know, a great uh, and interesting country, I think, going forwards. 
So actually, up until you know the eighteen um, hundreds, the late eighteen hundreds, Japan's population was really small, very very small indeed. Um, and the Westerners that came here during that time saw it as some kind of you know happy little country that was very artistic and kind of unique and things like that. And it could kind of go back into that direction, but we've kind of got to give up on the kind of uh, economic power of the country a little bit in order to probably achieve that. But I think Japan's got a bright future. It's just how we approach that is the, the question, really. So I think that's actually a perfect question for you, uh, Alex, because you come from the empire country. Yeah. You come from, you know, well, the sun never sets on the British Empire. But it's been in, uh, the British Empire has been in decline since the 1920s. So that is, or before that, perhaps. So this, you know. this is why I'm bringing yeah. this up. Is like, you know, the, the British Empire was once this, like, you know, like formidable force that like no one could touch. And then, yeah. I mean, that's kind of like what Japan was economically during the bubble. Yeah. And then at some point, the world kind of hit a reset button. And like, you know, the, the British Empire mm-hmm. became the UK. Yeah. And you guys kind of rethought your position in the world and you're still rethinking it. Mm-hmm. And I don't really think that the UK is a bad place. I think it's a great place. Rich culture. A lot of people, you know, a lot of great tech companies and things coming out of the country. Yeah. And like. You well, know, they're, they're, but what I mean is like there were the naysayers, you yeah. know, after, the, I mean, you know, when, for example, the loss of India and mm-hmm. things like that, they were like, oh, the British Empire is just going to falter. It's all over. You mm-hmm. know, all is lost. But then, you know, you guys retooled, you, you, you figured your, sh- your shit out. You kind of like, you know, came to terms with your, your, the history and everything. And then let's do a better future. I mean, the U.S. has got this ahead, right? Oh, dude, the U.S., let's not even get into that because it's like it's you know. happening live in front of our faces. But you guys, you but, guys have figured this out, at least for the most part, right? But nations, you know, ascend, descend, you know, change. Yeah. And it's just, you know, how they evolve over time. And Japan's been here for thousands of years. The, the difference is, the difference is old, that Japan so. was never a big player on the global stage mm-hmm. until, you know, a few decades ago. And then all of a sudden, it's just like in 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 Japan, punch well above their weight. Oh yeah. So everybody says, "Oh, uh, China's rising." No, 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 no. That's not how I view it. It's, mm-hmm. it's Ch- China's kanji is nakakuni. It means the the central cu- country, Middle kingdom, yeah, right. And so uh, it's weird that China is not the biggest GDP, biggest economic powerhouse of the world. It's mm-hmm. weird that that's not the case right now. Yeah. It's not that, oh, someday China's going to say, no, no, no. Why isn't China the, the, you know? And so Japan was punching well above their weight class for a long, long time. Mm. Um, and, and, and good on them, good on them. But then, you know, as things move forward, as your populations change, you know, China's a billion fucking people. Mm. America's only 300 something million. Japan's like 100, we just discussed the other day, 120 million. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, it's just, you know, they're doing really still today, like obviously like the forecast and like, you know, it was like the stagnation and everything, but whatever. Japan is still doing really, really well considering how small their population is. 20 million people, it's nuts, man. And they're, really? and they're tiny little speck upon the earth. I the mean, country is a very small landmass. I mean, the UK is smaller than Japan, but you've got to remember there's the Commonwealth as well. There's mm. a, like, you know, mm. 20 billion people. <laughs> Not 20 billion, sorry. But, but yeah, there's a, a huge, huge, huge mm. amount of people. That's what I'm saying. It's like, as a country... As a landmass, as a population, they're doing very well. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and not, that's not to say that everything's rosy. I mean, there's problems. I bitch about it all the time because I pay a lot of fucking taxes to this country because mm-hmm. I own businesses, right? And I and I disagree with the leadership. But at the same time, you know, like the average everyday Japanese person works very, very hard. Mm-hmm. They're trying their best. Um, and uh, I, don't, I, I, I don't know if it's going to be like the future that it was before, but mm-hmm. it'll be a future. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I don't think Japan's in a downturn that's going to continue. I think things are going to balance out. You, you know? look at Italy, right? It used to be the Roman Empire, right? They used to control half of the entire world, basically, right? Yeah. Now they're Italy. You don't look down upon Italy because they lost the empire. You just yeah. go, you guys have a rich and, you know, interesting culture and history. Yeah. And like, you guys are great now. I think the thing is, Asia's catching up, right? That's what it is. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's because Japan was catching so far up in the to lead. Catching up again, right? Again. Oh, yeah. Right? Catching up again. Mm. Well, Japan's always been in the forefront of creating economic wealth in Asia, right? And um, China's so monolithic and huge, it takes a long time to turn the head of that hydra yeah, around. But, it's not just one thing. It but, takes many, many years to get it to move. But, but when it does, you know, it's not only huge, but like in the last 20 years, China's just like, yeah, like it broken every expectation. Like, we, you, you, it's a, like, I don't want to get into China, but as far as Japan... Mm. They punch well above their weight class and, you know, they, they, they're doing quite well. Um, you know, um, there, there's a lot of things that want, that should change, but during the pandemic, and here's something I want to talk about, um, the, 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 uh, amount of whole joking is the stipends and support from the, the federal government here, mm-hmm. um, has really, really like ignited a little bit of a, like a, a, a second renaissance of economic de- uh, growth. Yeah. So we'll see how this pans out. Mm. Um, but I, am hopeful. I'm hopeful. And you know, the average everyday Japanese person is no longer looking for like lifetime employment in a monolithic company. Mm. They're doing their more startup kind of thing. They're more like, you know, Silicon yeah. Valley type thing. And so it should be good. I think there's going to be a lot more artistic kind of interesting i hope so i really art from japan is so much different from the west so that's Mm. why it's so good yeah i mean like western art is great but like japanese storytelling and and like western storytelling is so different that's why i'm buying japanese art like that over there that art sucks i don't like it's turds on a fucking yellow canvas it's great Okay, so uh, to the people on YouTube and on our um, uh, audio podcast, by the way, if, if uh, those on Reddit right now, uh, we have a podcast called Small Talk Japan. Small Talk Japan. Um, and we do this usually more sober uh, in a studio that's completely real. And uh, it's actually a green screen. But uh, we, uh, you know, every and, week we talk about news and politics. And prepared as well, usually. I'm it's, actually the prepared one. You guys are just like, right, what am I reading today? Yeah, I do do that. But I need bit. you guys to opine because like you and Nonsky, like you guys have opinions about the, the topics and stuff like that in but a perspective that I don't have. There was nothing to read today. So there's uh, no, no preparation. Dude, for this one. dude, there's so much preparation <laughs> just got today. Some snacks. <laughs> <laughs> just got some shit from the shop. Uh, anyway, you guys at home, thanks for listening. Uh, we're going to continue the uh, RPAN, the uh, Reddit uh, back and forth and like answering questions. But for you guys at home who are watching the uh, podcast on YouTube and on our uh, Spotify or whatever, Uh, Thank you so much. It's kind of a rare opportunity for us to get drunk and just talk about things freely. Uh, If you enjoyed it, please leave us a comment. Uh, Otherwise, you know, we'll see you next time. Bye. A thank you to all of our patrons. Jan Myler, Jen, Spiral in Your Eyes, and Justin Perkins. Thank you so much for supporting Small Talk Japan. You guys rock.